Which Bible character are you based on your Enneagram? Stupid. Do a different one. <laughs> Which Bible character are you based on your Enneagram type? Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so excited to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Uh, But either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians. But you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart? It's always fantastic. You need we need a thesaurus Listen, in here for fantastic you. Fantastic is my favorite word. I use it all the time. Yeah, I do. I I remember it was a few months ago or a year. I don't know. Time has no meaning. It was a while ago. Yeah. that I realized how often I said fantastic. Yeah, yeah time it's, is a flat it's a, circle. <laughs> it's a great descriptor for me. You know, yeah. like to use it. Lots of things are fantastic. Yeah. Um, how's your heart? My favorite word uh, right now is. Uh, <laughs> What are anyway, we talking about? We're, <laughs> we're just podcast pros. 140 episodes in. We're podcast pros. Almost, almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. It, we've actually already done it for three years, right? Well, our first episode was in November of 2019. The first, I think it was the very first Sunday of November of November. I wasn't. There's no way to tell. Like there's n- absolutely no way to find that information out. Really? So I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with whatever you said. Okay, good. Yeah. I think you should. Of 2019, <laughs> man, we didn't know what COVID was. We didn't. We didn't know what was coming. We had no clue. Oh my god. We recorded, we recorded like what, five months. We thought, you what's the craziest thing that could possibly happen is if Kanye re- releases a gospel album and they were like, did you hear this, this was out. This is episode two. Yeah. Um, Kirk Franklin is like quitting the, the gospel, gospel music, music association. association. Yeah. Good. Oh my good. And then John Christ got is, is canceled. I mean, listen. nothing could ever get top this. What in the world? Those, those three things were back to back to back. And then COVID-19. five months later. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, well, and we were reco- we were recording we were recording. I can say wonderfully words. done, wonderfully done. Uh, we were recording remotely. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Those episodes did not sound great, and they were impossible to edit. Yeah. I mean, they were. It was. It was real. It was. Uh, I'm so glad to be in the same room with you. I know it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we did what we had to, but we were recorded remotely for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. That's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> no, we're talking about Carmen. No, oh, nope. R.I.P. Rest Carmen. in peace, Carmen. No. Uh, no, today we are talking about which Bible character are you according to your Enneagram type? Okay. Now, so we we have discussed the Enneagram on this show before, right? A handful of times we've yeah, talked about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we all know that I am... A number two. Yeah, you're a two. Uh, and what Enneagram is that? Two. That's the helper. Yeah. Um, you are an Enneagram three. Yeah. Which is the achiever. The achiever. <laughs> you guys, it couldn't be more perfect. Can I tell you that I've I've got a uh I've been I've been dealing with this phrase called achievement personality disorder. 
I feel attacked. Um, well, I created it, so it's a self attack. (laughs) It's like, it's like, oh, that's not my, that's not who my my identity doesn't need to be in my achievements. I don't understand. That is definitely a disorder. I guess I have achievement identity disorder. Oh no, I. This is why you should not. I'm done. You guys, he just put himself in the closet. And that is a small closet, and he is not a small man. I don't know what just happened. I don't know. What came to my brain was... This will be a funny joke. And then I was like... And then it wasn't. It was... Anyway, <laughs> so uh, the Enneagram. Yeah. So a lot of people um, follow the Enneagram. We are not, listen, it's a personality test. It's a personality quiz. Like It's, it's a religion take, and it's a cult and it, we believe in it. I mean, it, so. listen, it is very big in the church. Yeah. Um, we, I'm not going to say we because I'm not going to speak for Seth. Maybe he does subscribe to this. The Enneagram is just, it's its like the DISC personality test or sure. the Myers-Briggs. Sure. It's, they're not always going to be 100% right. Yeah. It's, a, it's just another way to describe your personality, to try to figure out why you do some of the things you do, why you think the way you do. So the Enneagram is mostly about motivators. Yeah. What, what what motivates you? What motivates I love you? It. So that's that's where the Enneagram comes from. Yeah. So what we can do is that we can kind of go through this list mm-hmm. and I will uh, read what from the Enneagram Institute, mm-hmm. a brief description of what that number is. Uh-huh. And then you can talk about who the, the Bible character okay. is. Um, in the Enneagram, we, you, know, you never start with one. Mm. Did you know this? No. no okay. You, you always start with, with, with eights. You start with eights and you end with sevens. And let me tell you why. Okay. Um, sevens are, they're, they're the ones that, they're called the enthusiasts. They're the ones that are outgoing. Yeah. They're willing to buy into anything. Yes. Um, if you're doing something, they're going to take a video of it and they're going to tell you it's the best thing they've ever seen. Like yeah. it's just- 100%. You need sevens in your life uh, to, to help you break out of the mold. They're wonderful. They're going to stick around to hear <laughs> about themselves. Right. <laughs> okay. Eights think that all this is crap. Every eight that I know and thinks so, this is crap. I there's like four people in the world. They're like, "Yes, I'm an eight. Now everybody's like, "If you say so, I don't even know I don't what that even is. Think so. I don't even like that. I don't, I don't even, like it. I don't believe in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all a cult. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so you start with the eights so that you can speak directly to them, and then they can be done, and they can stop listening. Right? They don't care about the rest of the numbers. Or you have to convince them. Yeah, this is what's up. So, right. if you ever go to like an enneagram conference, they always start with eights and they run through, and they end with sevens. So, yeah. should we do the same? Absolutely. All right. So let's start with the eight. The eight is the challenger, <laughs> uh, the powerful, dominating type. They are self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. I don't know anybody like this in my life. (laughs) At all. At all. Actually, like my best friend is an eight. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so the challenger. Uh, You're a straightforward, even aggressive leader. Yeah. And you care intensely about justice. Yes. 
So who does this sound like in the Bible? Oh, am I going to have to guess? No, you don't have to. I'm just... I, well, okay, let me think. Um, Samson. How'd I do? Well, that's not listed, but actually... I don't know what an eight... An eight wouldn't be taken in by Delilah. Oh, no. An eight would see Delilah come in a mile, a mile away. away. Eights don't understand the story of Samson and Delilah. No, they Because do they're not. like, what? I you... don't understand. How did you not see that coming? First of all, the first time that she even like reached for ropes, you'd be like, uh, no, thank you. And that would be the end of that relationship. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know who is an eight? Who's that? Uh, John the Baptist. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unafraid of standing up to others for the sake of a greater cause. Um, a Miriam, the sister of Moses, is another example of an eight. She's okay. very, very aggressive and very um, justice-minded. Yeah. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Be careful uh, to keep your ambition in check and to use your strengths, as John the Baptist did, uh, for the good of others and not solely for yourself. Yeah. Um, also, eights have no problem telling you what's coming around the corner. So, oh, like the prepare ye the way of the Lord. I mean, yeah, that's 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 an eight. That's an, that's great. Yeah. Okay. I I thought that this was going to be silly fun times, and I feel like it's actually going to be educational. Okay. The peacemaker <laughs> nine. Peacemaker. peacemaker is easygoing, self-effacing type. They are receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. My, some of my favorite people in the world are nines because they take weird confrontational issues and they see straight through it and they can wisely decipher yeah. their way through it. So yes. they can see both sides of, of the coin and um, can actually speak to both sides mm-hmm. very well. Um, so they connect easily with others. They make them feel at ease and... Like the Apostle John, you care about helping others reconcile with God and with each other. Man, that's yeah. very that's very good. So my favorite story of the Apostle John, it's uh, it kind of goes back to old church history mm-hmm. that uh, after John had seen the revelation, after he'd been boiled in oil, after all of the things, right? Like, and and John was like the one dude to like die of old age even though he was tortured and exiled and all those things, they would bring him into churches and they would have to like literally carry him in mm-hmm. and they would sit him down and he would look at everybody. And the, the church history says that he would look at the, the congregation and say, love each other. Mm-hmm. That at the end of seeing how the world ends, and by the way, if you want to see how the world ends, just wait till next week when we talk about the remaining. Um, after seeing how the world ends, uh, he his one message was love each other. Mm. That first John, like the the epistles of John, mm-hmm. were written after the revelation, and yeah. so you have let us love one another for love is of God. Everyone who loves God is born of God and knows God. He who loves not knows not God for God is love. That all happens after the end of time. He sees yeah. the end of time, and that's his big message. That is a peacemaker. Love each other. Yeah. I love it. So great. Completely unplanned. All right, let's see if I can be this theologically sound throughout the rest of it. Nope, that's let's it. See if we can... only get two. I've already made an <laughs> joke. <laughs> Listen, we hit bottom pretty early in the show. We're, it was only up we're, cli- we're climbing out. We're climbing out. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, the reformer. The mm. reformer. The rational, idealistic type. They are principled, purposeful, self-confident, and they are perfectionist. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the reformer, uh, you're strong-willed, you're justice-oriented, uh, 
Sounds like a little bit like an eight. Yeah. Um, you're willing to make a stand for what you care about. Um, your doppelganger is the Apostle Paul. Okay. Yeah. Who turned from being a literal judgmental Pharisee to being a man willing to suffer extremely for the cause of Christ. He was literally the first reformed person. Uh-huh. I get, because otherwise we'd have to go Calvin, right? If we right. weren't like doing right. Bible characters. Right. If, we, if we weren't going that far back. Yeah. Um, and, and, it says uh, judgment is often um, an issue with this particular type because yeah. they they are idealistic, they are perfectionists, yeah. they are um, principled, and so, super judgmental. Yes, and and they think that their way is always the right way. Yeah. And, so and the, the here's the problem with ones because they are so principled and because because they they stand on that they're usually right yes and that's the problem is that then they become perfectionist but then anything that uh there's there's a saying that I love if you idolize you also demonize mm-hmm. and so because they have their perfect ideals it's very easy for them to demonize anything that's outside anything of that anything that falls even slightly outside of it read the epistles of paul it's it's very he is the reason <laughs> why there's a lot of challenges with the faith is because he is very black and white yeah. um, and doesn't leave a lot of room for grace, even though it's all about grace. Like it's all grace. Yes. And all you have to do is read is read Romans and Hey, read more than just the one thing that you get pissed off exactly. about and you might see a fuller picture of the exactly. apostle Paul. I, he, he does, he does talk about the full picture, Yes, but he's going to be very strongly talking about each thing yeah. like he doesn't he's not going to gloss over any of it Correct. He, he's going to talk about all of it like it's the most important thing yeah. and then he's going to move on to the next thing the next most important the thing. the next most important thing <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah all right number two the helper these okay can we just say it's mary are we are we getting to that mary and martha uh the mary and martha version of it read it okay the helper the caring interpersonal type they're demonstrative. And by the way, I would just want to point out that my co-host has been using her hands a lot this episode. <laughs> I know, note for the audio, this is not something you can see, but just understand both hands have been in the air for the past hour and a half because we recorded more than one episode. Okay. Um, Sit on my hands right now. I can't don't do, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> demonstrative. Do it. Generous. Very much so. People pleasing to a fault and possessive. Okay. Let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, so the helper service is your middle name. Yeah. You love giving to others. And as long as you're healthy, um, don't need attention to do so. Yeah. If you're unhealthy, you're probably looking for affirmation from others when you serve. Uh-huh. Oh man. That's like a, are you, you okay? You okay? Feeling a little, a little attacked. Okay. Um, so actually this article says Mary, the mother of Jesus. Okay. Is your doppelganger. Okay. Uh, willing to serve God at a large cost to herself. Uh, but to the ultimate glory of God. Some uh, some people think that the Apostle John may also be a two. Okay. I think he fits, personally, I think he nine. fits better as yeah. a nine. But nines and twos are often mistyped. Yes. Okay. So I will also say whoever wrote this article did so after watching season two of The Chosen. Absolutely. Because that Mary <laughs> is definitely a two. Right. Yes. Uh, but I would actually say like um, Mary, the 
the sister of Lazarus. Yes. Is who I think of Mm -hmm. um, as, uh, no, I'm sorry. Martha. I mean Martha, the sister of Lazarus. Yes. And we don't need to get super deep in the weeds of the Enneagram, but you also have wings. Yeah. And so Martha is probably a two wing one. Yeah. Because she she's a helper, but she's also very idealistic and very principled. Like yeah. she she has a very specific way that she thinks it should all happen. Yeah. Um, and also, as they mentioned here, an unhealthy two that yeah. wants wants that wants that affirmation that yeah. what she's doing is the most important for sure. But um, yeah, so I I would agree, Mary. I do say that Mary, the mother of Jesus, I can see that as well. Yeah. Martha is actually the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. Okay. The achiever threes. The success-oriented pragmatic type, <laughs> adaptive, excelling, driven. We're going to stop there. And image conscious. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we were supposed, I was supposed to stop. Just, sorry. You can stop whenever. It's fine. I thought I was just going to help you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, you, you for your help. So King David is... Uh, <laughs> Actually, no. Okay, I was hoping. I know you, <laughs> you wanted it to what, be. Because that's what a three wants. I know okay. so badly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are driven and... And success-oriented, sometimes to the point of caring more about how you appear to others than you should, sometimes, but you're faithful and focused. Always. It's kind of always. Go ahead. A lot like Moses. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He cared cared too much about how he looked to others. Um, Yeah. He he didn't want to be the one to go and address Pharaoh because I can't present well. I can't can't, I I stutter. I you know, all those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he ultimately obeyed the Lord and led his his people well. Yeah. Yeah. It says uh Jacob may also be a three. Okay. I could see that. I could I could definitely see that. Okay. Um now's not a time for my own personal therapy. We're gonna move on to number four. (laughs) The individualist. The sensitive withdrawn type. Expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. If you're talking about wings, I am a three-wing four. <laughs> I'm mostly a three, but boy! Every I'm, once in a while. I, I do have a two-wing, but it's definitely my Nemo fin. Like, it's the one. <laughs> it's the real small one. Yeah, it's the real small one. My big wing is going to be uh, <laughs> is gonna be the four, the individuals. Sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. You're not dramatic at all. <clears throat> oh wait, you just I literally shut just yourself into a tiny closet. <laughs> so good. Okay, the individualist, uh they feel de- uh deeply. Yeah. Emotions are very central to their experience. Very much. As is being unique. Yes. That's the thing about the individualist, they want to be the only one. Yeah. Um King David Yes. Could yes. absolutely be yes. your Enneagram doppelganger. Yes. Um, a man after God's heart who expressed his feelings openly and wholeheartedly and wrote most of the Psalms um, <clears throat> to God in the book of Psalms. Uh, like him, uh, work to focus your attention back on the Lord when you feel tempted to focus on yourself and your pains above everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So that moves us on to number five, the investigator. Okay, the investigator, the intense cerebral type. They are perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. <sighs> okay, who's the investigator? All right, so uh, they are driven by logic and straight thinking more than emotions and can tend to be distant and aloof, uh, especially when they're unhealthy. Um, but when you're Christ-centered and whole, uh, they bring brilliance and insight to scriptural truths. Uh, Luke, the doctor... 
Yeah. Uh, he wrote the books of Luke and Acts, and um, he's a person of insight, wisdom, and intelligence. Also, and this is the first one that came to my mind, was Thomas. Oh, the yeah. Dis- Doubting Thomas. Sure. The disciple of Jesus um, is also a good example. Uh, he needs to see and understand. Yep. Before believing, yeah. So what I love about uh, what I love about Luke is that Luke and Acts is pretty much the the it's part one and part two of the same story. It's the same guy, same guy wrote both of them, and he is a doctor, right? And he was um, he was assigned by he was like commissioned to go. And do, so he wasn't an apostle. He didn't he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know anything yeah. like that. He was uh, he was commissioned to go and write the story of what happened. And so this was while firsthand accounts were still around. Mm-hmm. And so I love that whenever like uh, it talks about the birth of Jesus and it says, Mary held all these things in her, in her heart. How would he know that? Cause he talked to Mary yeah. and she said, I just kept it all in my heart. So when you read it, that it's like, Oh, this is more something that should be read in Congress as a list of what has happened as an yeah. investigation, as opposed to the the narrative of a fictional story that this is actual documentation of what happened. It makes it so much more interesting. The only person who could have written that is an investigator. If a, right. a five is the only person yeah. that could actually get that done. Those people that are really, really truth seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, and very, very perceptive. I do like that Thomas. Thomas is also another one who's just like, mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. Gonna need to see some proof. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, I need I need more. Yeah. And I think sometimes Thomas gets a bad rap. And I understand to a certain extent. Um, however, I think that Thomas just had the courage to say what everybody was thinking. I, I You know? Well... He wasn't there. He didn't get... So it's okay for him to mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you guys all saw it. Yeah. I get it. Like, cool. But I didn't get to see it. So, you know, I remember... Um, I remember there was one time I was in a church service and everybody was talking about hearing a lion roaring mm-hmm. in the church service. And I was like, yeah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> you guys want to talk about it? And I could tell that people were like, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. heard it. And I'm like, I don't know that you heard it because I didn't hear it. Um, I heard some feedback that went like I heard like sound system things. Maybe my ears just weren't tuned to whatever was going on in the spiritual. But you guys, and a lot of people swore you, mm-hmm. that they heard a line or I didn't hear it. And so part of me wants to be my, my inner five wants to come out and be like, guys, I'm going to come on. Come on. I don't believe you. Come on. Come on. So. Uh, all right. Let's move on to number six. The loyalist. Oh, poor sixes. <laughs> If you're a six out there, I just just know that I I, I, have, I care for you. Um, the committed, security oriented type, uh, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. These are my these are my people. When I am in unhealth, I move to six. I'm terrified of everything. everything. These are my scaredy cats. Worst case scenario, uh, always, always, always. All be prepared for yeah anything yeah so the loyalist um yeah so like the name you're loyal and committed mm-hmm. um and like Ruth oh you care deeply about the people and places you're called to um in an unhealthy uh, state you can allow fear to dictate your choices but like Ruth you can learn to take risks that lead to great joy and God God centered glory 
I know some sixes out there looking for their Boaz, and I think they're really going <laughs> to wrap it around that a little bit too much. They're going to hold on to that a little too it's, much. Um, but you know who else might might also be a six? Who's that? The Apostle Peter. Say more. Okay, well, so... Yeah. So here's the thing. I Peter is like convince me. Convince okay. me. Are you a five, five right now? My five is coming out. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Uh, Peter is one of my favorite apostles. I love. I love to read about him. Yeah. Um. I just think that he he just is so uh, real to me. Okay. So I'm gonna pause you. I went to post resurrection ascension Peter. I completely forgot that Peter was Simon at one point. Yes. I'm completely with you. Keep yes, going. Okay. He is uh, faithful. Yeah. Uh-huh. But sometimes fearful. But not only that, he is the one who he is uh, when when he is speaking with Jesus on the shores mm-hmm. and he's like, no, listen, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I am 100 percent. I am here. Like that moment is when he, his six comes out the most. And I will say that um, going into acts, Mm -hmm. he is the one that gets to get up and be engaging with everyone, which is part of the loyalist personality is that, Oh, if you, if you can buy in, I can buy in. Exactly. And so because you're willing to buy in, you can actually engage me into buying in Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And because those are the people that also say, like, I understand your fear. I'm afraid too. Right. Well, come on. Yeah. So they they're 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 uh, they're good. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, here comes the last one. You ready? All right. The enthusiast, number sevens. God, I love sevens. My, one of my best friends in life is uh-huh. a seven. And if it weren't for this guy, I don't know that I'd even be alive today. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's he's that good. He is uh they're they're the busy, fun loving type. They're spontaneous, versatile distractible and scattered all of those things all of those things yes so they're uh, energetic lively the life of the party yeah and very much like barnabas okay uh they're they're an encourager mm-hmm. you need a seven in your life bro you so need you a seven need in your a seven life. in your life um you love to bring others into the fold yeah there is no exclusivity with a seven yeah it is all inclusive. Absolutely. Um, when you give your heart, you give it completely and wholeheartedly uh, committed to the affairs of the Lord. Uh, your weakness is that your love of all life has to offer can bend uh, bend you toward addiction and indulgence. Yep. Very so much so. You get you, you got to keep and, it. A and so you have ring. to pick. You have to pick healthy things to be addicted to. Mm. Very much so. Um, I'll tell you that I may have been in another state recently, and I was like, I don't know. Um, Chick-fil-A chicken wings sound good. And my seven friend goes, a hundred percent. Let's go. We're going right now. We're going right now. Bro, we're going to make a video. You're going to post it. You're going to show it to everybody. Absolutely. And dude, it's going to go viral. Chick-fil-A is going to get to know you. I'm telling you, like, it's going to be a big deal. It's the biggest yep. thing in the world. These are, your seven. Seven, these are your sevens, yes. right? And then but and then on the way there, they're like, oh, but we could also go do barbecue. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't get distracted. Come back, nope. come back, nope. come back. Let's go. We've got come a on. plan. we got to get the squirrels. Because, go. because what a seven does to a three, just so you know, it creates a perfect 10. And so what a seven <laughs> does to a three... <laughs> 
terrible joke. I just wow. made it up. Okay. What a seven does to a three is that a seven um, will tell a three what their goal is going to be. And then the three pulls it through to completion. Yes. So like the, the, the enthusiast will get the, the achiever excited about something uh-huh. and then we make it happen together and we just have a blast doing it. Yeah, so absolutely. So. Sevens are the ones that, um, it, it doesn't matter what you suggest. Yeah. They are on board. Yeah. 100 percent mm-hmm. for sure yeah I, I love it i love it love sevens sevens are the best okay so and they stuck around to the end because they were like i want to hear about me i want to hear about mine yeah, yeah what am i yeah who so, am i yeah if you didn't so, know now now you know yeah. so all right that's uh i i, I kind of feel like that was like a bible study i know it's kind of fun it's kind of it? kind of fun i like it all right let's get into the b oh no not the bees not the bees ah! you know it's it's funny that we do the Babylon Bee every yeah. week because dumb. something happened. I, I saw something this week. Okay. Um, so the managing editor for the Babylon Bee is a guy named Joel Berry. Oh, I know Joel. He got into a Twitter argument with Phil Fisher, one of the creators of VeggieTales. Okay. You're going to lose. <laughs> you are already. When you are fighting with Bob the Tomato... I just want to tell you, it doesn't matter. Even if you're right, you're wrong. Can I tell you something happened last night? And Uh then we're going to get back to this is that um, I was driving very late. Uh, I left after quiet. By the way, we're recording on a Thursday. It was weeks ago that, that this happened. (laughs) Just, it uh, podcast time is weird. It, it is what it is. So it's a flat um, circle. It's a time's a flat circle. And so uh, I left after choir and drove to Houston. So uh-huh. uh, about Waxahachie, which mm. is which is a, a place. It was about nine thirty, and uh, and uh, and we're I'm making good time. Oh yeah, no, I'm. Just, yeah. I'm killing it, killing the game. I know how to play. So it's a Waxahachie and I'm uh, about nine 30 and things are about to start closing at 10 o'clock and I had not eaten dinner yet. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, I know I can eat something at Chick-fil-A. And so I go to Chick-fil-A and I don't know if you know this or not. Um, there was a recent study talking about how fast fast food joints are uh-huh. and the fastest fast food joint. Do you know who it is? I don't remember, but it wasn't Chick-fil-A. Which it's Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell. Taco oh. Bell is the fastest because it's very easy to make a taco. It's very quick. And those food doesn't have to be cooked. It's just kind of naturally already lukewarm. So um, then, okay, thank you for throwing up. Okay, so then the Chick-fil-A is actually one of the slowest. Which is shocking to me. Because it seems so efficient because there's people outside. and No, it's still very, very slow. Um, And so I went through and it took about 25 minutes to get through the line and get my chicken sandwich. Which when you have a four-hour drive... You don't want to do that, but they took my money. They took my money up front. So I couldn't like leave. I'm like, okay, I'm now pot committed here. And so I get my food. I'm like, fine, it's time to go. And I drive off and they have not given me near a single sauce for my sandwich. Dramatic. Not a single sauce. (laughs) Near a single sauce. I had ketchup for my fries, but I did not have a single sauce. Not one. For my sandwich, my dry, gluten-free bun, grilled chicken sandwich, you got to have sauce. And I drove off and thought, it's God's will for my life. It's God's will for my life to not have sauce. I have been there. Yeah. Yeah. God just didn't want me to have sauce. If Chick-fil-A gets my order wrong, I just assume 
it's we've talked about this I, I literally because because of our conversations yes i thought it's god's will for my life i'm moving on yeah okay sorry so um you're fighting with larry the cucumber nope bob the tomato, bob the tomato. sorry so joel berry who's the managing editor of the babylon Bee, which is a website full of satirical news articles is in a fight with phil Vischer. so what happened is Phil Vischer and Joel Berry were on the same podcast. I'm not sure. I think it was Joel Berry's podcast or they were in an interview or something. And then later, Phil Vischer, who has a podcast of his own called The Holy Post, right. um, was on with his two his two co-hosts talking about it. And they released a clip of him talking about it. And Joel Berry saw the clip and got mad and said that he was misrepresenting what was said okay. and just goes on this rant. And then Sky Jathani, who is one of the co-hosts, of the Holy, the Holy Post, Post yeah. gets on. And anyway, it just made me laugh today because I'm like, this Don't. like this sounds like an article for the Babylon Bee. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know how to take it. I'm not sure who's right and who's wrong, but it just made me laugh today. So there you go. Phil Fisher and Joel Berry apparently don't like each other, at least not right now. All right, I just Googled Phil Vischer uh, in the Babylon Bee, and the first article that comes up is Phil Vischer pins fun new VeggieTales episode, Laura Carrot gets a... Uh, I don't know that I like the word a... on this show in that way as a funny thing. I do like the fact that I bleeped out the word a... now three times. <laughs> well, it's because he came on and basically said the same thing that you and I had discussed when... When Roe oh, okay. vs. Wade was overturned, okay. that's that's what he was saying. Uh, he was talking about in in certain instances, and and that the word doesn't always represent the one thing that people have in their heads. You know what I mean? And so that's what he had come out and said. Well, then Joel Berry and Phil Vischer were talking about uh, racism in the church and white nationalism and Christian nationalism and all of that, and that's where. It just spiraled out of control. And you can find it all. You go to Twitter and go to uh, Joel Berry's page. He's got a whole thread on it. The whole thing. It's If if you enjoy recreational outrage, which naturally you do because you listen to this show, uh, <laughs> this sounds like something that would be a fun pastime. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Hey, Andrea, yeah. that's a show. Yeah, it is. But listen, our thoughts and opinions about the Enneagram are not the final word because there shouldn't even be the first word. We don't know we what don't we're talking know. about. We just think it's interesting. Uh, and we found an article. That, I mean, that's what we do. It's the way it goes. So anyway, we'd like to know what's your Enneagram number? Do yes. you, do you, uh, are, are you drawn as a five to, to Thomas? Like who, who yeah. are you drawn to in the Bible based on your Enneagram number? That, that, let, let us know. And when you do that, we're going to give money to like a, to a local food bank because it's the fall. Yep. And that's what we're doing. How would someone do that? Yes, you can find us. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook and Instagram. You can leave a comment on those pages. You can leave a comment on our uh, Apple podcast page or any wherever else you listen to your podcast because, hey, that helps other people find us. Yes, please grow the show. Um, we're having a good time doing this. We'd like to continue to yeah. do it. But if, you know, listen, if I can name everybody who listens to the show, we probably shouldn't. We just probably just should, like maybe have a Sunday school class um, or something. I don't know. Sunday school. Remember those? And so... 
Uh, yeah, but instead we're going to do this dumb show again instead, next week. We just uh, we're going to talk about it. So tell your friends and family members and help them subscribe because yeah, we're back next week yeah. with a fun new movie review. It's going to be great. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. just doing the wobble yeah to our to our theme song why would you is there another dance you're supposed to do why not no what do we do i think we ended here and you put all of our outtakes do we have i don't think we had any outtakes on this show this show was perfect perfect from start (laughs) to finish this is the episode that i made an aids joke and got in the closet oh that's right yeah they're all running together episode (laughs) Oh, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Hell announces its pumpkin spice season for all eternity. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm glad pumpkin spice is here. Fine. <laughs> Who doesn't like you know cinnamon and allspice? Like I get it. I I get it. I feel like people should be treating pumpkin spice like they treat uh, the McRib. It also comes back every fall, uh-huh. and when and when people do, you're like. The McRib? Why? And it's because somebody's going to be like, yeah, all right, I'll do a McRib. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. why not? That's how we should be about pumpkin spice at this point. We should be like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. But we shouldn't have M&M flavors over it. Or like there shouldn't be like a like a McRib flavored uh, 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 M&M or like a scented candle. Um, oh. Actually, oh hold on, pause, pause. Let me rethink that. <laughs> should there be... A McRib scented candle. Absolutely not. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes because uh, it smells better than it tastes. Because, because uh, I mean, have you had a McRib? Not in years. I'm gonna challenge everybody this fall season to Absolutely go get not. go get you a McRib. Not um, do it. The the meat isn't bad. I mean, it's it's actual rib meat. It just happens to be processed and put into that little patty shape. Barbecue sauce is good. It's McDonald's barbecue sauce. It's good. The barbecue Pickles, sauce is good. good. Onions, good. Bread, good. Put it all together. It's good. It's not. Now let me let me stop. I'm, good is a strong word, and it's not. But it's probably too strong for this. It's tolerable. It's doable. But all those things together. I wouldn't mind a candle like that to smell that occasionally. Yeah, sure. I'm going to tell you that I'm more excited about the McRib coming back than I am pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice comes back every year, comes back with a vengeance. Everybody gets all excited about it. I'm not at all interested in pumpkin spice. I am interested in McRib. You know, pumpkin spice, it's less about the flavor of pumpkin spice and more about what it represents. That it's an indication that fall is here. Yes. That should be the McRib. That is my point. The McRib is no. a better representation of fall because it has to do with the dying of everything inside. Okay. Oh, no, not the beer. Lots of things are fantastic. Yeah. Um, how's your heart? My favorite word uh, right now is uh, gonorrhea. I don't know why. I think it's just a fun word to say. It's got a, It's got weird consonants in there. Does it? Gonorrhea. When you're thinking of sexually transmitted infections, yeah, gonorrhea. That's a weird one to say. You know, I don't think about sexually transmitted infections that often. I have to think about them a lot. Can I just be honest? It's part of my job. So sounds terrible. No, did you know that there's a syphilis outbreak? Uh, like throughout the like 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 syphilis is real bad right now throughout the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of syphilis happening. 
Absolutely. If you think this isn't making the show, you are mistaken. <laughs> you know, I was thinking when you had to redo your intro, re-record your intro <clears throat> that I know you cut out. No, I left it in. Sometimes no, I definitely don't get you, it out. Sometimes I wish that our listeners could hear all of the things that we cut out. And then I think I'm no, so glad they can't. <laughs> nope. It's better that they don't. 